We want you to become an honorary gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary Goslings at patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. And dad went to a grave and he did a blessing on the grave. And then I was able to walk and move about and was normal again. Hmm. Really? But you weren't able to until he did that blessing on the grave. Wow. Two weeks you later, you were before. two weeks later, the police turned up and they dug up that grave. Really? And there was three bodies instead of one in that grave. Your YouTube feed is crap. Stop wasting your time watching bot-boosted shills and self-appointed gurus cloying for your attention. Instead, join the Goslings interview, live stream, and podcast. The Goslings, a dark lit digital speakeasy of free thinkers, a super chat of radical truth seeking wizards who eat trolls for second breakfast. Topics that'll make your mama's hair stand on end, ideas that'll make your pastor's knees knock, guests that will illuminate the hidden chambers of your mind, and interviews that strike down the darkness. Welcome to the Goslings. I do want to change gears. I do want to change gears. And I want to hear. Uh, Adam, is, we should start with your dad. Tell us a little bit about your dad, and, uh, and we'll, we'll take it from there. He's the crazy baby eating Bishop of Bath and Wells. <laughs> He's a, or he was a priest in the Church of England, now retired. Uh, part of the. Oh, music. Oh, music. Yeah, there's a little, 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 little music there. Nick is piping in a little bit of Come mood on. music. I can turn it off though. I'm having a little, I'm having a hard time hearing you. The mic isn't picking you up a little bit. Leaning close. Open, How close? Open, 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 oh, oh, yeah. Open up those pipes. <laughs> How close do you well, want me, boy? That's what I'm talking about right there. Oh, Listen yeah. That. <laughs> okay, that's a little too close. That's a little too close. Too close. Too close. That's, wait. I can get closer if you want. <laughs> anyway. It's Adam's DJ side gig. That literally felt like you were behind me just now. <laughs> like the back of my neck just started buzzing when you said that mm-hmm. like whoa weird as right. aslan has crept upon you in the shadows <laughs> the breath of aslan the on my breath neck of aslan so go. your dad was an anglican priest there we go yep that's right all right uh, and uh what was his uh you know what was what did he do anything besides priesting wink wink nudge nudge what the exorcism team ah yeah do dun, tell about that dun, dun, dun. um so he was part of the 
exorcism team for the Diocese of St. Edmundsbury and Ipswich. I have you now. Very posh title, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And uh, he <clears throat> went around helping people who had the need for help. Yeah. It was um, interesting. He found it quite draining because okay. he said you put yourself out there and he says in some ways you're pushing in something you can't see you can't hear you can't interact with but you know it's there mm -hmm. so you're pushing all the harder to make sure that that interaction between what you're asking and what you're calling for help with happens Yeah. Did you have, and I bet he would have to be very precise in his speech whenever he would interact with any of that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I can remember him saying there was, there was a time he went to a house and it wasn't an aggressive spirit or anything else. It was just a feeling. You know, you walked in the door and you felt like someone was watching and that was it. That's every room you went into, you just felt like there was another set of eyes. Mm -hmm. And he said, there wasn't any malice, there wasn't any niceness about it either. It was just uh, almost a feeling of, I'm still here, I'm still watching. Really? Um, and he spent two hours with incense and holy water and everything else. And he forgot to say amen at the end of his long spiel. Got in the car, drove away, and then he got a phone call. Doesn't feel any different. And he goes, no. No, because I forgot a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably said it exactly like that, too. Yeah, <laughs> he did. And he had to drive all the way back and do the whole thing again. Oh, wow. he wow. hadn't closed it properly. Interesting. <laughs> It was a late night for your poor dad. That's exactly why I always type the end at the end of the story. Yeah. That's exactly why. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. This is where it ends. Keeps you all the... close it. There's no more. Keeps all... Buy yep. the next one. Demons in the book. <laughs> keep the demons in the book. Keeps the demons from crawling yeah. out of the book. That's right. Come well, around the keep house. those there little demons in the book, boy. <laughs> you don't want to let your demons out. The now, book. now the, uh, you, you, accompanied him a time or two my favorite story yeah tell us about a time where you accompanied your dad uh, on one of these excursions one. yeah it's great, I, I, it's I've good. been sitting there waiting for this one yes good <laughs> so it was school holidays and dad had to work so it was a case of yay i've got to go in the car again Woo. <laughs> and uh, we're driving and we're driving to the middle of the countryside and we get to this little cottage. No neighbours. No other house in sight. Just a little cottage in the front garden. There's two children playing. And uh, didn't think anything of it. Got out of the car with Dad and said hello to the children on the way into the house. And sat down with the homeowners. And Dad said, so, uh, 
what's the problem? Uh, what's affecting you and your children? And they go, the children. <laughs> Dad goes, sorry? Well, the children. The children are the problem. We keep seeing them all over the house. And of course, it's the children we've said hello to as we've walked in. Mm. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. still makes my back go up. But, Can you describe them? Uh, the little girl, blonde hair. Have you ever seen the railway children? Mm-hmm. There you go. That is exactly, you know, the little girl's got blonde hair tied mm. back at the shoulder length. No, they didn't have black eyes, Gabriel. <laughs> they look normal. I just thought they were the kids that belonged there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. They'd have had black eyes. I'd have been running quicker than you could say Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> and uh, did you did you wait outside and like play with them in the garden at all or have any sort of like solo interactions with them while your dad was in there? Or did you and your dad encounter them at the same time and then you went me, with your dad? Me and dad encountered them at the same time. Um, And it's strange you say that because dad said you could stay out and play if you want. Oh, okay. But I wouldn't. There, there was just something. Yeah. There was there was mm. just I said, no, stay and play. No. <laughs> no. 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 And it wasn't that they were mean or anything else. They'd, they'd said hello back to us. It was just a feeling on the edge of perception yeah. that, mm-hmm. that no, stay with dad. Mm. Yeah. Did they look? Was there anything about them that seemed off, or did they just look like normal children? And it just you just kind of had a weird feeling. For or... me, they looked pale. Oh, okay. So, so. so you know how you see some pictures of people who've been in a cellar for 10 years or something mm-hmm. like that and how they've got that real shallow, sunken, almost shadowy, you know, yeah. you see the shadows under their skin. Yes. That's mm-hmm. how they seemed. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's creepy. I've heard and, demons try to mess with exorcists. Did you ever experience anything like that? Yeah, Shannon had a good question about that. Uh, she asked if, um, you know, she's heard that demons try to mess with exorcists. Did you ever experience anything like that? Was there any sort of backlash or rubber band effect? Uh. <laughs> that is a yes, Ed, but you might not hear about it folks <laughs> um yes yeah um so i didn't it was one of the times dad went out and dad had been out for evidently he'd gone out while we were at school and it was 10 o'clock at night and he still wasn't back and i was like dad quite often had meetings or something in the evening so it was a shrug of the shoulders and go to bed. Yeah. 
Um, he still wasn't back the next morning. And when he did get back, he looked more scared, and I say scared, than I've ever seen anyone look. Really? Uh, he left. So the place he went to was less than 10 miles away. So you're looking at 15 minutes drive. Yeah. Sure. And he left there at 7 o'clock the night before. Oh, wow. Took her home. Mm -hmm. And cool. he got home just before we had to go to school, which would have been 8 o'clock the next wow. morning. Wow. And he'd been in the car, and he thought he'd taken every turning that he should have taken, but he just hadn't got home. Jeez. So there For was like a... 12 hours. Did he experience a time dilation or... Uh... He, he experienced every minute. Really? Yep. He experienced every minute of it, he said. And he said, I thought I've taken the right turnings. I thought I've done this. And the weird thing was, when he got home, because he had to, for expenses reasons, he had to log his mileage. Yeah. So when he got home, he'd only done 10 miles. Wow. Oh, man. Dude. That's crazy. Yeah. So what do you think happened? Do you think he had some sort of a, a blackout? Do you think that, you know, he was lost in like a vortex? Like He thinks it was a blackout. Yeah. Um, he said he thinks he blacked out and be it a dream. I'll say dream with little bunny ears, um, <laughs> or an influence made him think he was driving that whole time. Mm. Wow. Hmm. And what was the, do you remember any details from the visit that he was making? He said that he wouldn't tell us much because <clears throat> he was worried that because it had affected him outside of the place, yeah. he was worried if we knew details, it could follow. Sure. But um, he said it was where a lady had was constantly falling over, but the doctor said there was nothing wrong with her. And the husband was being investigated for beating his wife hmm. because she kept going to the hospital with various falls and bruises and everything yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Um, and the wife called him in, not the husband, the wife called him in because she was adamant her husband wasn't doing anything. Yeah. But that's as much as dad would tell me because he said, if it can do that to me on the way home after I've thrown it out of somewhere, I'm not giving it any way to purchase on anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there yeah. was another one that did follow him home. Um, and it actually woke us all up when he got home. <laughs> what? <laughs> it woke us up when we got home. It was like a crash of thunder when he opened the front door. Whoa. And 
we woke up and went downstairs and we got told to sit in his study. But I don't want to sit in your study, Daddy. There's incense everywhere. I know. Just stay in the study. <laughs> Does your dad have that same sort of commanding when he presence? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. And uh, he was... He was on the phone, but it was one of those old phones that was wired and on the wall in the kitchen. Good old days, marching yeah. up and down. Yeah. And I was trying to listen. Trying to listen. <laughs> and he was muttering under his breath. And, and about an hour later, two more cars turned up at the house. And I'm going, ooh, that's Daddy's boss. <laughs> and it was the... It was. It was the Archdeacon. So yeah. Dad's immediate Whoa. superior. And another member of the exorcism team. And wow. they had to go through the whole of our house and bless it. And then wow. I had, I was asked to take communion and to have a blessing from the archdeacon, as was my brother and as was my mum. Wow. Wow. And that's such a... That's such a high intensity emotional situation <clears throat> that, you know, a lot of people don't. It's hard for a lot of people to really think about other people taking that sort of thing that seriously. Yeah. You know, but there is a, a reality that operates largely undercover that mm -hmm. I, I mean this stuff still happens to this day because adam you're our age you know maybe a little bit younger you know like this would have been back in what the 90s early 90s mm -hmm. yeah i mean this is not 50 years ago this is not you know this is modern society and you gotta think how real and how intense can something be <clears throat> for you know, for like our version would be like a preacher or a pastor to come home and immediately get on the phone and call whoever his higher up is, you know, at mm -hmm. 10, 11 o'clock at night or whatever, and say, we have a serious spiritual problem. You guys have to come mm -hmm. over here right now. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. not the kind of thing that most people think about happening mm -hmm. in the suburbs and everyday life, you know. And the strange thing is that's also something that the church will tell you never happens. Right. Or will never admit to it happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that's what intrigues me because I've sat there and I've seen it and I've watched it and I've witnessed it and I sit there and go okay. And mm -hmm. I accept I accept that. I accept there's that other side of the coin. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, like the Heavenly Realms novels, the way you write about the Black Shadows and the demons yeah, was yeah. exactly as I'd picture it. Because, really? Well, from my point of view, the demons and the Black Shadows are the things that are there, but they're not there. Yeah. Unless they want you to see them. Mm -hmm. And when you sit there and think about it and you look at it and it's like, hmm. where's the shadows again? Where are <laughs> they? <laughs> More light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, and those are the kinds of things that I think for a lot of people who experience them or who hear about them, it reaffirms your faith because we live in such a modern materialist age, you know, mm -hmm. that it is hard for a lot of people, even if they are Christian, even if they mm -hmm. are religious, even if they classify themselves as spiritual, mm -hmm. you know, whatever <clears throat> it's, it's hard for, I think probably there are a lot of Christians out there who, if you really put a gun to their head, like it would be very difficult for them to say that they truly believe in an afterlife, mm -hmm. that they truly believe that this is real. And you almost have to have these extreme moments of either healing, you know, mm -hmm. like Gabriel Bellows testimony, which people will hear about next week, insanely cool, beautiful, or these really dark moments, mm -hmm. you know, that really kind of shake up the foundation stones of your psyche and, and your existential view and make you think, all right, this probably is real, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I mean, it wasn't long after that, and it did make me chuckle. It makes me chuckle now, looking back, because Dad said, I don't know if it'll work, but we're trying it. <laughs> nice. <coughs> and he had a box of light bulbs. Oh, okay. They're going... And he, and he goes... And he got a bowl of holy water in front of him and he dipped all the light bulbs in the holy yep. water and let them dry and mm -hmm. then replaced the ones in our bedrooms yeah and replaced the ones in his study and he went now if i'm right your bedrooms and my study are now safe did go in turn the light on and it'll be safe and i'm going you know i was like six seven eight at the time and it's like what <laughs> you dipped him in water. <laughs> uh -huh. When you're not really thinking about it back then. Mm. But yeah. he was, that was the, to be fair, it never followed him home again. Yeah. Interesting. And it didn't make it past the threshold, right? Yeah. I think, I think like that vampire rules thing, I think. Yeah. There's some truth to that. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> uh, it has to be an invitation of crosses sort. on his doorposts. He he painted crosses into the doorpost anyway. Oh, yeah. So part of me thinks it was that. Maybe. But yeah, it's, maybe. It's until you witness it, I suppose, or experience something similar, it's, it's a surreal concept that a lot of people find quite difficult to go into because mm -hmm. there's always an explanation isn't there you know mm -hmm. that thing fell off the wall because the nail came out or the screw came loose mm -hmm. whereas actually well no because the screw's still there and the mm -hmm. hanging fixment is still on the back of it so mm -hmm. yeah everything intact it's just not together so mm -hmm. you know oh, it was just a static charge that caused that that crashing sound you know yeah just people a... will go through all sorts of mental gymnastics <clears throat> yeah. to come up with any other explanation yeah. they do not want to to acknowledge that something supernatural is so ironic considering that 
maybe one of the, if not the number one driving factor in a lot of people's base psychologies is the fear of death mm. and that there's nothing beyond death. Mm. You know, so it's it's always so counterintuitive to me how people are really, you know, angling for this materialist view, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. when it's like, and I don't think you understand what like, you know, if you believe that point. there's nothing after this life, like that's that should shake you to right. your bones. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and you're wanting that like, yeah. OK, weird. Yeah, very, <laughs> very. Yeah. It's yeah. the next great adventure, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is the next great adventure. Yeah, I mean, um, Part of me hopes that I have two mind thought or two thoughts on it. And one of them is the traditional thought about heaven and hell and all that sort of thing. And the other one is you pass away and Michael's there with a sword and a shield going, there you are. Yeah. Go forth. Yeah. Metallica's <sighs> and strike down the, the darkness. Background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James Hetfield's just like hammering. Da -da 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 -da. It's like, where's my fiery Pegasus? Let's get yes. on the fiery Pegasus. We're going to kill some demons. Going, and Gabriel's going, oh no, not another one. <laughs> oh no, not again. <laughs> so, Adam, I have, a, I have a question for you. This experience when your dad came home, this thing followed him home. Did that happen before or after this, the experience you had in the cellar? Oh yeah, before, before this, before the cellar. Mm. Okay, so tell everyone what happened later on. Then give give them that story because that one, <clears throat> yeah, that one messed with Nick. It I did. could tell. Yeah, because yeah. I, I had I had a that not not quite me. that extreme, but I had a similar <laughs> experience. Yeah, but not like not like Adams. You got to hear Adams. Mine's you know milk. Nick's is Cook lame. Is Mine's lame. I got lame stories. Lame. Weak. <laughs> Just before I do, Gabriel okay. Bello, incense is used as a purification. Yeah. There is, you know, that's the thing about, uh, about witchcraft that a lot of people don't understand. Shannon can probably, um, confirm some of this i'm sure uh but you know in a lot of the new age stuff you know you burn sage to cleanse you know <clears throat> and a lot of people they equate i think they go in the wrong direction they equate witchcraft with make-believe you know uh, just monkey crap and then they also associate anything that is uh ritualistic and christian whether it's anglican or catholic you know stuff like these things that your dad would do the tools in his you know batman tool belt of yep. exorcism <clears throat> they also put that in the same you know mickey mouse club camp you know of make-believe stuff but it's like what if it's the opposite what if that witchcraft stuff that you do actually really does work you know as mm -hmm. shannon was so good to talk to us about and then what if by, by that same token, it also works in the context of exorcisms, you know, maybe that stuff actually works. 
don't know. I think I think you're right. Let's, if you think about it, the church or Christianity, let's say Christianity has only been around for what two thousand years, mm-hmm. and those entities, demonic, just past life, all of that would have still been on this planet, would have still been doing whatever they did before Christianity came up. Mm-hmm. And people will have found ways to deal with them, be that through luck or judgment or knowledge of herbs, because people might have gone, sage is good as a purifier for wounds, so why yeah. don't we burn it and see if it purifies an area i don't know how it came about that's just pure speculation but people will have had to have found ways to deal with things before christianity came up before the catholic church before exorcisms before all of that people will have found just like before medicine you'd have had the ladies in the village go oh go and take this and you'll be fine in a day it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? And yeah, as yeah. you said, yeah. as you said, Jonathan, you know, that sage works. And so they view it wrong. The the church is built on knowledge rather than taken away from knowledge. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Because <clears throat> because it's all well and good. It's all well and good. It's not if you start a new business, you're not going to start a new business that does the same thing as John down the road without seeing what John does to see what works. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean I don't mean faith is a business or anything like that. But if no, they're exactly starting, yeah, if they're starting to have to deal with these problems, then of course they're going to look at how they've been dealt with before, aren't they? Yeah. And as you said, sage. Yeah, which they use in witchcraft, and yeah, and holy water. Interesting point. You know, well, and there's for any um, for any biblical purists out there, there is context for that with the smearing of the lamb's blood over the mantle, over the or over the door. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, there is some overlap. And, uh, and yeah, it, it almost lends a little bit of credence to that whole Pax Romana thing of like, as you go into these cultures, you know, that have been dominated by principalities mm-hmm. and powers, you know, and, and you convert them to Christianity, you know, and, and this always gets a bunch of flack for, I can't believe I'm about to make a, a case for Pax, <laughs> Pax Romana, but like, as you, you know, it always c- catches flack for like, oh, well, this is why, you know, Christmas is a, you know, the Christmas tree is a, you know, whatever, Germanic uh, paganism and the Yule log is human sacrifice. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, like, first of all, we know, you know, like, dude, we know. And then, but the other thing is like, maybe, maybe like when those priests went into those foreign camps, they found some things that actually did work that they could correspond with biblical principles that I, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm not willing to plant my flag on that hill, but it's something to think about. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. It's just, everything comes from somewhere. Yeah. 
and part of me would like to think that someone guided the finding of sage and finding of those other methods yeah. of dealing with those entities before and as well, mama shay says christ works better yeah i was, just, yeah, I was yep. just about to mention that comment yep. and she says you know but the sage did work for me calling on jesus makes them leave in a snap i bet it does yeah you know we talked to gabriel bellow a little bit about that as well the power of music you know and <clears throat> there is this idea of effectively like turning the cannons on the enemy mm -hmm. you know that like no weapon formed against me may prosper but also like maybe it's possible to like take the weapons from the enemy and use it against them mm. you know possibly maybe yeah so not without yeah. its, its well hazards. you know you, you'll never hear anyone in church even broach that topic. yeah bro broach the topic make that and not even making a statement just wonder that out loud mm -hmm. you know uh mm -hmm. this is a this hey man this is a dark lit digital speakeasy <laughs> yes you know what it I mean? is yeah that's what that's what this is all about we're yeah. we want we want to we want to explore and know the truth yeah uh, we know who the truth is yeah but there's a lot of weird <clears> stuff <throat> going on right now you know deliverance <laughs> ministry in america deliverance ministry exorcisms mm -hmm. that is on the rise big time mm. right now yeah and it's on the rise yeah uh, deliverance ministers are popping up all over the place and some of them are a little more formulaic as to how they approach their work and others uh are a little more old school. Um, some are just, you know, it, there are deliverance ministries that aren't even Christian based that are on the rise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, just because people are, and, and I would not recommend going to any of those, by the way, if you need help, right. you know, find a Christian deliverance minister. Uh, yeah. But <clears throat> people are experiencing all kinds of cra crazy stuff. They can't explain. Mm -hmm. They know they're not crazy. Mm -hmm. They know yeah. there's no scientific explanation. Yeah. Um, and they wonder if it's aliens. No, oh, yes. <laughs> it's aliens. Aliens. Yeah. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. Yeah. <laughs> He's got that Babylon yeah. 5 hair. Yeah. Which you know. which I actually want to talk to you about in a second. <laughs> uh, but before we segue to UFOs and the and the like, um, tell us about what happened in the cellar. That's a that's a very interesting story. Nick wants to be spooky. I know it's late there, and if it's you know, if it's too late for you to tell a spooky story over there, I want you to be able to sleep, but but it's dark outside. <laughs> yes, it is. But it'll strike. It'll help strike down the darkness. That's my argument. <laughs> Take another. I need a refill. It's all right. I've got the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Which cellar one? Oh, yes. <laughs> All of them. All of them. How <laughs> many cellars did you hang out in when you were a kid? <laughs> we need. We might need to talk. <laughs> did, 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 oh yeah. Did are you talking about the one it under the manor? An... Oh, maybe it's manor. Oh, the Abbey one. Yeah. Or the one. In the manor house, I I think it's the manor house. It was a was it a wine cellar or something? I can't. Where remember. you had to go get the tables? I think. Yeah, you had to get the tables. Mm -hmm. But whichever <laughs> other one you're talking about, I want to hear about that one too. Yeah, I'll do that one next. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell us a story, Adam. Tell you. 
Are you sitting comfortably, children? <laughs> then I'll begin. <laughs> so, so, helping set up a church event, and Dad says, go down to the cellar and get some tables. <laughs> go on, it's fine. <laughs> so I go down in the cellar, and I'm walking down, and I'll keep walking down because I've got to go right to the other end to get the tables. And the lights go out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I and I'm so gone. I stood there thinking what what's going on. And I think I hear a voice telling me that um I can't leave. And so I'm stood there. I'm now panicking, obviously. <laughs> Didn't have one of those like pull chain light bulb things, or there was that a different? No, there was one light switch right at the door. Okay, okay. They they didn't do pull chains. Okay, okay. Well, I... That's a <laughs> yeah. There's a pull chain in my store. Yeah, well, you go ahead. You do idiot. You. <laughs> I want to hear your story. It's <laughs> lame. It's so lame. <laughs> And you panic. I, I was panicking. I yeah. was trying to feel down the walls to try and find where to go. And right behind me, I hear the sound of the door opening. Mm. And then on, on the wind, and it it, to me, it sounded like it was shouted. But when you sit back and you think and you listen, it wasn't. It was more the intensity, but on a whisper on the wind. Mm -hmm. um, I was told to run. Wow. And to get out. Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't mm. like it. And you, ra and you ran? I'm guessing you didn't grab the tables on your way out. No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, strangely, strangely, I left the tables where they were. Okay. Okay. Never go near those. De no. Okay. <laughs> I've never been back in that cellar since. And I'm never going to. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They can have those tables. All right. So you're oh, a yeah. kid. And you were a kid. Yes, right? You were. I was about 10. 10 years old. You go down to, into a cellar. On your by yourself, you get down there, the lights go out, you're fumbling around, and all of a sudden you start hearing voices. Mm -hmm. Oh man, yeah, hard pass, hard pass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. All right, tell us the other one. Yeah, okay. So, the other seller story. Um, one of Dad's churches was had a crypt and an underground heating system. Um, and you know how you see in 
old churches, the elaborate grills that run down the centre aisle. Well, that used to pump hot air out when you turned the heating on. Mm-hmm. And can't remember what it was and why it was, but we were in that church and Dad was, that's right, Dad was filling out marriage registers ready for a wedding the next day. So there was him over the table at the far end by the altar, muttering under his voice because he'd filled it out wrong and he had to start again. And my brother was sitting knee-deep in a book, oblivious to what was going on around him. You know, book. (laughs) And so I was wandering up and down the centre aisle. And you know what you're like as a child? It's like, are you done yet? (laughs) How about now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are we there yet? (laughs) And I heard someone asking for help. And I looked round and looked at my brother, and it's like, no, it's not him. Turned around, looked at dad, and it's like, well, he wouldn't ask for help. He's filling out a bookie thing. So I ignored it. Just thought, you're hearing things, Adam. And I'm wandering up and down and up and down. And then I heard a call for help again. But this time, I felt my foot vibrate. And it was on one of the grills to the underground heating system. Mm. So I went out of the church, walked around the outside of the church, just like this with the head movement and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and went down the steps to the underground heating system, thinking that it might be a nice idea to tell Dad I was going down there. (laughs) Yeah, after a voice crying for help. Yeah. Instead, um, (laughs) and I went in, and it was really bizarre because you had huge, and I'm talking about sort of like 11-inch diameter pipes mm-hmm. yep filled with hot water that ran under all these heating vents mm-hmm. and I'm walking around and I hear help again mm. and it's calling from the top at the chancel to where dad would be sitting So, like to that, like to that spot underneath where he would or, be sitting. Yeah, to the, where the altar is. Okay. And carry on walking, dodging pipes, thinking. Really should have told Dad I was down here. <laughs> and when I get to the far end, I look up, and I'm actually looking up under the table Dad sat at. Hmm. So it's kind okay. of like, okay. He's there, but I couldn't talk. Mm. Couldn't say a word. Really? 
Mm -hmm. And then I had a whisper that was so close to the back of my neck that it felt like the hairs on the back of my neck could feel the breath. And it told me to get him because it needed help. Hmm. Hmm. The next thing I know is Dad's jumped up off the table and fallen over because I've shouted Dad from directly underneath him. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor Dad. He, he, he wanted to kill me. <laughs> I bet he did. He, he seriously wanted to kill me. And he told me to come up and I couldn't. I couldn't move my legs. Oh, wow. Um, and so he had to come down and when he came down, I told him that someone was asking for help. And he asked me to ask why? And it was because they couldn't rest. Hmm. Um, and after a couple more questions, Dad carried me out of the cellar because I still couldn't walk. But when we got out, he went and checked something. And there was a big set of, well, there was a big gangster, uh, gangster brothers in the UK. I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> in case. Mm -hmm. um, and dad went to a grave and he did a blessing on the grave. And then I was able to walk and move about and was normal again. Hmm. Really? But you weren't able to until he did that blessing nope. on the grave. Wow. Two weeks you thought later, you were creeped out before. Two weeks later, the police turned up and they dug up that grave. <clears throat> really? And there was three bodies instead of one in that grave. Whoa. And when they investigated it, that grave was a family member to these brothers who were a gang in London, and they were two people that they'd got rid of. Whoa. Wow. How did your dad know to look for that? He So he asked questions of... So he asked me to ask how to help, and they said they couldn't move on. And he asked, where are you? And they gave him a name. Oh, and it okay. just so happened that the grave with that name on it was right next to the path through the churchyard, so he knew where it was. Whoa. Mm. That's so one of the... Went to that and he did the blessing, and I'm just like... <laughs> but no, so there was one person that should have been buried in that grave. Yeah. But the <clears> other <throat> two were people that this gang had got rid of. Wow. And he thinks that 
that incident was them asking for help to pass on because they were taken from this world in a way they shouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, that's solving a double homicide, potentially. Mm -hmm. The weird thing is, though, he was so calm, I went, I can't move, and he's just like, okay. Your dad seems to have, like, a very measured unflappable disposition mostly he's very he seems actually very Melfaxian. yes you know what i mean you know yes yeah he is very <laughs> Melfaxian. but when he gets flustered you'll oof. out right oof. yeah uh-huh oh, oh dear oh dear yes <laughs> it's not it's okay then that, it's interesting that you and your dad were both in the church but you heard the voice mm. you were a child and they why didn't they just say why why didn't they just yell out help in a way that your dad could hear it? And there's something about kids. Yeah. You know. Mm. Kids and animals, <laughs> they say, don't Yeah. Kids and animals. Good reason to have a cat. Isn't never thought I'd hear myself say that. I never thought you'd say that either. <laughs> yeah. Mm. If you're around a bunch of spooky stuff, you get know, a cat. Yeah, or or if you have a barn. You know, just get a barn cat. You know, yeah. you eat all the rice and the, all the mice Just and the don't rats. Don't make and the it snakes. a black one, right? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that is uh, something that I would love to sit down with somebody and and sort of just ask them about, like, what sort of investigative eyes or investigative mind or training do you have to have? as a member of the exorcist team because you are looking for things that no one else knows what to look for you know it's quite weird because because dad said he was picked because of because he didn't prejudge yeah so because he's always been very open in the way he thinks that's why he was picked Hmm. because the way the bishop said to him is if your mind is closed to it already, you're never going to believe you're doing anything. So actually, it's not going to happen necessarily. Or you're going to belittle the people you're going to help, which then isn't the mission that the church is on anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's powerful. That's because cool. a lot because a lot of the power from it for for exorcisms comes through faith. Yeah. So if you don't believe in what you're doing, how can you have faith that it's going to work? Yeah. You can't, can you? So so already you're diluting the power you're being given to do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about that faith, man. Man. Yeah. Your dad is awesome. Mm. <laughs> every every story about Yeah, it's it's a it's a Papa Pearl. Yeah. It oh, it's so amazing cool. stuff that you know, his his unique experience yeah. serving as a minister and a priest and being a part mm. of that, you know, mm-hmm. exorcism team that the church doesn't even admit 
exists officially, <laughs> right? Officially, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that's very that's very interesting. Is there still a lot of? Uh, do you see a lot of superstition that still exists uh, in the UK, mm. or or is it everything so modernized now that no. people have kind of just moved away from that? No, no, it's 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 very superstitious. Very, I mean, I think I'd I'd say there's more of the population that believes in ghosts and paranormal. I'll put it under paranormal mm-hmm. than there are that don't mm. by a long way. Um, but I think a lot of that comes from comes from the stories and the breadth of the history. Right. When you've got churches and buildings that were built in the first century, so 1066 onwards, and then you've got manor houses that were built on the 13s, 14 and 1500s, those stories live on. Yeah. And... You know, it's like Bloody Mary saying it in the window, in a mirror, isn't it? Mm. If those stories go, and that belief goes, some bit of the identity of that stately manor goes, or Mm -hmm. that church goes, or that old building goes, or the abbey goes. And so people believe, because that's part of the identity of what that, building or that institution is Mm -hmm. yeah and people don't ever want to let that go you you go to any like one of my employers you know owns a bunch of historical properties and you go to any antique building and invariably there's going to be a story about you know a haunting yeah or a ghost you know and and people people don't ever let that stuff go and and you you almost don't you don't want it to be let go of in a way because it is such a, a unique aspect of the of the structure's character, you know. Yep. So and I mean, it's England, you know. It's an <laughs> island where, like, I I dare say you cannot you know trot a cubit without like being on top of some bones of something, yeah. you know, yeah. or some ancient structure. So. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. What do you think happens? I mean, what do you think happens after these people, after people die? Obviously, there's, there are destinations, there are final destinations. Do you believe people linger? Do you believe soul sleep? Do you believe, like, wh- what's your opinion? I think that we're allowed to make that choice just like he's allowed us to make that choice in life, hasn't he? He gives us the free will to choose our path. And ultimately, there's only one one route you can follow after death. We all know that. And it involves sitting in front of a big man with a big mallet going, you were naughty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry, I have to lighten it occasionally. Um, (laughs) No, we we all know that there's that ultimate path. Yeah. But I think even at death, he gives us the freedom to choose 
the next step before the path. So is yeah. it that we get straight on that path and going straight for him? Or is it that he lets us have the choice to stay and make sure the people we've left behind are okay? Or yeah. make sure or or watch over somebody as a guardian angel? Um, or is it that in some cases people are made to stay behind as a guardian angel to pay for sins in this life? Well, yeah, maybe. Kind of a purgatory of sorts. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah. One, but one, I believe, will be of your own choosing before you get to that sort mm -hmm. of what I'd call official stage. Got it. <laughs> a supernatural community service yeah. that must be performed. <laughs> yeah, yeah that they have to wear big orange <laughs> reflective jackets while they're doing it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Naughty. Back you go. You know. <laughs> well, and the thing is, you know, a, a lot of people who are watching this would, you know, they would be pretty stringent in their opinions and they wouldn't they wouldn't believe that or they would disagree, you know, with Adam. But Adam and I have talked multiple times about things like the restitution of all things, you know, and the thing that I would caution anybody about is, you know, Adam has seen some pretty wild stuff, you know? <laughs> so, like, a lot of that are, are things that, you know, mainline church doctrine, you know, you would not hear that from the pulpit at all. But it's like, and how many of those people have had the same experiences that Adam has had, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, whether you, yeah, whether you plant your flag on that hill or not, it's something to think about you know when when a you know combat veteran gives me advice you know <clears throat> or their their thoughts on how to survive a gunfight you know never having been in an active gunfight you'd listen i listen yeah for sure yeah i at least yeah. take it into consideration yeah. so yeah. you know mm -hmm. um gabriel uh, bello uh, a while back had made a comment by the way about um uh your dad's uh lost time incident <clears throat> and uh he had mentioned uh that that is a pretty common thing with ufos mm -hmm. and um so yes jay we are still live yes. thank you yeah <laughs> <Hi>. um, <laughs> welcome back welcome back welcome back welcome back still here gosling yeah, still here <laughs> going strong so um that brings up something that we definitely wanted you to talk about again. Adam Burrell, you and your wife have seen a UFO. Oh, yes. Please, sir, do go on. Regardless. <sighs> driving, <laughs> driving home late at night, and there's, there's lights in the sky, and... You know, we're all used to seeing lights in the sky, the flashing lights on a helicopter, mm -hmm. the various multicolored disco lights of an aeroplane. Mm -hmm. um, that's awesome, Mama Shea. Um, and Shea had seen one too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. And these were different. They were in a triangle. There is an absolute perfect... Oh, I'll do the camera. There it is. Triangle. There we go. Got there in the end. And it was like 
three big lights underneath this triangle and it was absolutely stationary and hmm. i went mm. Mm. <laughs> i went into speak because kind of like am i seeing that <clears throat> you know when you see something you just don't believe you go into go into the ug mode uh, <laughs> yeah uh, uh-huh yeah the ug uh, mode yeah that's right <laughs> so were the lights under like the the uh, at the corners yeah one on, on each corner they underneath, you know? underneath okay. one on each corner okay yeah and and looking back the way i'd think about it is you couldn't see a fan or anything else in there but you know in the avengers movies you've got the big carrier that's flying haven't you Mm-hmm. And if you look from underneath, you've got those huge ports where the propellers are keeping it in the air, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you couldn't see propellers or anything else. It was just light coming out of them. But that's what I'd liken them to, the size of it compared to the rest of the craft. So huge, huge ducts, ports, mm-hmm. lights. How, how big do you think the the, the, the craft was? huge how high um, up was it uh it wasn't high at all it was perhaps 500 feet okay yeah okay um so so not high at all but you're you're talking the back end of it was probably the length oh no is a is a football pitch a football pitch or is a football pitch a soccer pitch yeah here we go <laughs> They're, oh, they're called fields, Adam. <laughs> football field, hundred yards, three hundred. I think it's the same, isn't it? American American football. Field. That's what yeah. I was. Che- that's more what I was checking. Was yeah. they similar sizes? Hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah. So, so I think you'd fit at the back of the point. You'd have fitted three or four football fields long. Whoa! Oh, okay. And and forwards, I couldn't tell you because you couldn't see the point because it's just huge. Wow. Um, and when we were watching it, it went from being there to gone in the blink of an eye. Did it vanish or did you see a trajectory? You, you could just about make the shape disappear but it was gone that's what? way too big to be a stealth bomber or a blackbird was it just hovering there i mean it was, it just, was hovering, hovering, just hovering just hovering were you guys in the through. car or were you guys yeah, we were in we were driving in the car and okay. it literally went from hovering over a field to gone how far away from you like was it sort of overhead or did you see it oh, we sorry. got within a mile of it Wow. And did you like see it off to the right or was it yeah. in off front to of the right? Off to the right. Wow. So you're just driving at night, you and D. And <clears throat> and by the way, you guys live, if correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys live fairly close to an RAF base. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We so live very it... close to an RAF base. We live very close to a US air base. Oh. We live close to Mildenhall and Lake and Heath, so one of them is a bomber 
base and a strike base, and one of them is has the galaxies and all the supplies oh, yeah. come in and out of it. Yeah, that's cool. But nothing. So we have like both that. of them. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Was it like black? And, Was it darker and, than the night sky? All you could see. So if you can imagine when you look out at night and there's an angular shape, how you see light along the edges. Mm-hmm. The silhouette. But the surfaces are black. Yep. So it's almost like someone's drawn the shape in the sky in light. Yeah. That's all you could see other than these great big lights underneath. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it and just it, went. It, re- it matches, <clears throat> it matches the, uh, the footage that was taken from that uh, naval vessel off the coast mm-hmm. of yes. California mm-hmm. in I don't know, 2017, 2018, something like that. Yeah. With the three lights, big triangle, yep. three lights, and it was just barely moving. And it just yeah. goes. And when it decides to go, it's just gone, isn't it? And yeah. they're going, where's it gone? Yeah. Mm. So you and your wife are just driving on the road, I yep. guess, going somewhere, going back home, Heading and then home. headed home. <laughs> yeah. And you see, you spot these three lights, you know, out off to the right, probably about a mile away. And the thing looks like it is at least three football fields wide, 300 yards wide. Mm-hmm. And you see it there. And is it moving? Does it come to you? Is it stationary? And then just you see it sits there. It's just it's, hovering. It's 500 absolutely feet, stationary. Making no sound. No sound. Yeah. No sound. Because I actually pulled over thinking it's got to make a sound. How long In did my it linger head, there? Uh, about five minutes. Five minutes. Wow. So you got a good look. But you know when you pull over to the side of the road and you're like, if, it, if it's making a sound, I'll be happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if there's a sound, yeah. I can go, that's a jet engine. That's yeah, fine. that's something we made. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did that. And I sat there and I was looking at it. And I was looking at it. And it it, it was bizarre. It, it just sat there and then just went. And the, the only way I can think to describe it is, you know, in Star Trek, when they go into warp, right? you hear that, you see that sort of the shape elongate and disappear. Yeah. I'm not talking about all the flashes and yeah. The, yeah. the little lighting effects, but that's exactly, it looked like the shape stretched and then it was gone. Wow. Hmm. And... I'm just sat there going, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Man. And we get started up, we get moving again. And as we're going, four Apaches come across the road, flying in the direction it went. Really? Mm-hmm. Response vehicles. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, how far into your marriage were you when this happened? How long had we been married? Three years. Three years? Okay. Did you ever run it past your in-laws? No. Really? No. No. <laughs> Still to this day? No. Yeah. No. My, my father-in-law is XREF. Right. And he'd have been very, don't be stupid, you didn't say anything. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair. Because, because uh-huh. in his head... It's probably something I shouldn't have seen, 
Right. And so I just need to forget about it. Yeah, you wouldn't get any answers anyway. Gotcha. I, mean, I mean, his call to fame is in Area 51. What? Keep talking. So, keep the keep... British. The British had a weapon system called the Rapier, okay. which was a mobile air defense system. Which, by the way, is scary as hell. Yeah, because because it has what looks like an eyeball on the top of it, and that's the um, radar or the yeah the radar sensor. Okay. But it's but it's that. <laughs> It's that sensitive that if it's within a building where it can't detect out, it will follow people. Really? <laughs> you, you walk in, the father-in-law goes, go in that room, Adam. So I walked into this room and this thing just goes, oh, hello. <laughs> walk around it and it's going, mm, and it's like, I don't like this. I like uh -huh. this less than I like sellers. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have the ghosts. Like you know, the original War in the Worlds, War of the Worlds, where they had the weird eyeball thing on top of the floaty thing. Yeah, I yeah. Have to look it up. Yeah, I'm but, looking at the picture of this thing now, and yeah, it's it's pretty creepy looking. Okay, I would not want this thing staring at me. Um, so they were over in Area 51 selling the rapier kit to the U.S. Armed Forces. Oh, okay. And this would have been 1970s, 1980s. Uh-huh. Maybe a bit earlier. And he's there. He's got it set up. And all the, you know, you've got the camp commander, you've got generals and all sorts all around him. And he goes, oh, wait a minute. I've got three contacts there, there, and there. What do you mean you've got three contacts? Well, I've got contacts there, there, and there. No, you haven't. Well, I have, because they're on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> and No, you haven't. Turns out Potter. he was tracking one of the stealth. Oh, wow, planes. really? They thought we're all fine. <laughs> and and um, he got thrown off the base. Oh, that's funny. Because he he was obviously they were in development at that point, mm -hmm. uh, but they thought they'd got to the point where the radar jamming and the radar dodging was at its optimum. They didn't need to do anything else, and he tracked a Blackbird and two other stealth aeroplanes, and they go wow. back to the drawing board, and they weren't very happy with him. <laughs> Talk about doing your job too well. <laughs> he said, "I," but he said, uh, going to Area Fifty One. <clears throat> he said it was bizarre because there was too many people there. Hmm. And I said, "What do you mean? There's too many people there?" He said, "So if you look on any photograph you can get on the internet, and you look at the hangars and everything else that's laid out in Area Fifty One, if it was a British base." They'd have needed four times the buildings to cope with how many people were on the base. Weird. Mm. What do you think that means? It's underground. It's all underground, like um, <clears throat> like the um, the Denver airport. Mm. Yeah, I, that's what I think. 
Mm, I mean, interesting. Some of it, some of that overstocking of people might be to do with him being there and them trying to sell the rapier kits and mm-hmm. bringing staff and all that sort of thing. But he yeah. said the day-to-day stuff. There was too many people on that base. Wow. And I'm sitting there going. <laughs> what's under the ground yeah. i said what else did you see nothing i wasn't allowed why weren't you allowed because i saw their plane and they weren't happy <laughs> he was persona non grata for... <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> welcome to the military folks. they weren't allowed to take the rapier kit away with them either oh i bet yeah i had to had stay to on the base uh-huh mm-hmm yeah, yeah, it's, it's spotting our blackbirds and our stealth bombers. Yes, and... we need that mm-hmm. piece of kit to make things work better. Now leave it mm-hmm. alone. If you haven't paid for it yet, I don't care. Checks leave in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. crazy. We've that never crazy. heard that story before. No, no. no. That's good. Adam, I haven't really talked heat. about father-in-law. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Jay Reese said uh, that she's convinced in-laws have a tiny touch of demons. <laughs> so, you know. No, no. In-laws don't have a tiny touch of demons. They have a lot of demons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were uh, actually, uh, Shannon and Jay were talking about that, uh, talking about their UFO experiences earlier. Uh, Shannon said mm. she had one in Pensacola Beach. And then um, Jay Reese Bradley said that was where she saw the bloodiest moon ever, blood mm. red. Mm-hmm. She said she thought the world was ending. Yeah. So, blood yeah. moons are weird when you see them. Boy, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost, I almost went off the, went off the side of the road looking at one uh, on the way to work one morning. Mm-hmm. It was a blood moon, and it was the. I didn't think the moon was supposed to be in that part of the sky, you know, like it was, you thought it was like a death star. And it, yeah. And it was just, and it was like beat red. <laughs> yeah. It's freaky. It freaky. It's the, it's the demon planet Apophis. Yeah. It's Apophis. It's Apophis. Come to kill us all. We got to do it. We got to do a show about Apophis. Yeah. 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 It's going to be cool. What do you think? It, what do you think these uh, UFOs are? Do you think it's like, do you think it's, secret military stuff going on or do you think it's otherworldly or interdimensional or what's your opinion i used to think 100 percent, it was military or secret military or all of that sort of thing mm-hmm. since the release of those or the declassification of those videos and the testimony <clears throat> from the fighter pilots from your navy mm-hmm. I'm swaying a little bit more to extraterrestrial. Interesting. Yeah. If I'm honest. Because okay. from my point of view, what government would put that out there mm-hmm. if it was them? Yeah. Even as a red herring, that would draw too much attention back. My opinion. Yeah. But but or it's a bit of both. Or it's a bit of both. And some of it is extraterrestrial. And some of it is governments. But then again, when you look at people like Elon Musk and who's to say some of it's not them. Yeah. 
with their wealth and resources and everything else, mm-hmm. they've already got people. You know, you've already got Richard Branson sent going to be sending people to space. Yep. And Jeff, I can't ever remember his surname. Bezos. Head, thank Jeff you. Yeah. Doing the same thing. Who's yep. to say they're not in their own little procurement and development? Mm-hmm. For sure. And maybe they work hand in hand with those interdimensional beings. And for sure, Elon know. Musk is. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, you know, he's and, up to. And then you go down the group of people who are secretly controlling the world, and are they all actually working together? <laughs> yes. Will they still work together when Harry joins them? <laughs> or when Megan shows up <laughs> to ruin it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her voice. Her voice is just awful. Oh, you know, I remember the first time I saw her on uh, the season two premiere of uh, Fringe. And I just thought, wow, man, she's like one of the she's the prettiest girl I've seen mm-hmm. since Rona Mitra, who's one of yours, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, and then her attitude was just like, mm, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Even in that show, like yeah. I was just like, mm. her attitude sucks. You know. Yeah, it sucks. You know, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gabe asked a cool question. He says, "Who's more Lex Luthor, Bezos or Musk?" What do you <laughs> think, Adam? <laughs> for looks, it would be Bezos, mm-hmm. but for attitude, I'd have to go with Musk. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> that got... feeling of looking down the nose at everybody and what I want is more important than anybody else's happiness. And he's very he vocal and, and articulate about it. You mm. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Bezos just kind of Bezos just kind of hangs out in the back, and you you find out about stuff that he's doing. Yeah. You know, but Musk will tell you about the stuff that he's doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'd, he'd be the villain. He'd be yeah. the Bond villain, wouldn't he? No, Mr. <laughs> Bond, I'm going to tell you my whole plan before I then let you die. Oh, I've escaped. Before I turn on the laser and then walk away, let my fembots destroy you. Oh, exactly. well, all right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Musk is like, clearly he's up to no good. And he's like, and he kind of wants to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and put his, put his little spin on it. He thinks he's untouchable. Yeah. What it comes down to. You just have to look at how he's acted over Twitter to know that he thinks he's untouchable. Mm-hmm. But they're going to f- sue me for a billion dollars. Huh? Try. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Yeah. Okay. And he makes the right people angry. Which is great. He makes all those progressives and all those screaming leftists because Twitter really is like the Moss Eisley of social media, you know, and he makes all of those people freak out, which is mm-hmm. great, you know, but he also wants to put chips in our brain and mm-hmm. that's, you know, but he does also come out and <clears throat> and try to warn people about AI. You know, he's yes. like, everybody's like, everybody's like complaining about you know, this or that on social media when, and like, no one's talking about the dangers of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, why are you telling us about that? What did you cook up, Elon? Yeah, you know? no kidding. 
and that What's... was my first reaction is AI is in its infancy. What are you panicking about already? Right. Yeah. If you're trying to warn us, mm-hmm. you know, did you, what have you start done? the fire? Yeah. What have, what you, have you done? done? You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, the minute I heard him mention it, it was like, so how far in advance have you gone that people don't know about? Mm-hmm. What have you got contained mm-hmm. that we don't know? Yeah. Because you had to contain it. It almost makes me think that like the Mark of the Beast sort of thing. I was listening to, uh, I think it may have been a Ryan Pinderson or Thomas Horn video earlier today. But it made me think that the Mark of the Beast thing might end up be that whole downloading your consciousness thing. You know, the, uh, basically the Matrix, the thing they've been warning us about for 20 something years mm-hmm. now, 25 years. You know, as hokey or as hackneyed as it sounds, you know, because you think, you know, if you take the mark of the beast, you can't be saved. You know, well, that's never been done before. There's never there's never before in the Bible been a a warning about, you know, aside from uh, aside from blaspheming the Holy Spirit that like you're too far gone, you know, but. I mean, this whole and it has to be a willful choice. It's tied to economics. It's tied to some sort of financial system, mm-hmm. you know, and it just makes me think that like this whole transhuman movement, you know, might be that whole mark of the beast deal. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think it will be the biggest mistake we ever make. Yeah, yeah. I do, too. Do you think that uh, do you think that we're in that? in times part of the Bible? Do you think we're coming into that at all? Or do you think it's a ways off still? I think it's approaching. Yeah. Yeah. But but part of me hopes or no, part of me has faith, that's the right way of putting it, rather than hope, although that God will show us a way out of it. Yeah. Or give us the British strength to endure. And he's he's helping us find a way out of it. Might be helping us find a way through it. Not necessarily out of it. Yeah. But but things are moving so quickly. Accelerating. Yes. And if you think about our past, things have always developed at a pace that people can get or people grow with that pace of development. So, mm-hmm. so we went from using a stick to hit people mm-hmm. to a sharp metal stick to hit people. <laughs> but in that instance, all we've done is progressed what the stick was. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time as that stick got sharp, we started bolting metal plates to us to combat the sharp stick. Mm-hmm. Whereas it seems to me at the minute that things are moving so quickly that the stick's getting sharper and bigger, but the armor sheet can't keep up. Mm-hmm. That makes and sense. And it seems to me that things are getting that quickly. We haven't actually sat back and thought... How can we protect ourselves? What yeah. what are we doing 
what's our fail safe? What's our ability to stop this roller coaster? Yeah. Whereas, let's be honest, if if someone was hitting you with a sharp stick and your armor was getting dented, you'd get on your horse and go run away and ride away very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing anyone could do about that. But nowadays, they'll still come out. You know, there's going to be a faster car or yeah. someone's going to have a bigger aeroplane or a carrier strike force that can chase you down regardless or <clears throat> an intercontinental nuclear weapon or just a normal weapon. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And it's like, we haven't grown with where our technology has taken us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we haven't grown emotionally and, you know, socially. I mean, you, you emotionally, I don't think the human race is ready to have missiles and things that can reach all the way around the planet. Mm-hmm. Because we know what we're like. If someone annoys us enough, that temptation to push that button will come along. Yeah. No matter what safeguards and which country it is, you know someone sooner or later will push a button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think Putin's going to push a button? I... If it was just Putin, yes. I think he's more than capable of pushing that button. My hope is that the people under him would balk and stop him. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time it's happened. No, because they would realize what would happen afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not worth it. No. No, it's not. And, And that's... That's my hope is you've got one crazy man or (laughs) I use the word crazy, but you've got one man who has the will and the strength and and I don't think he's got the care about what the consequence is not to push the button because his belief is no one, no matter what this war or what this conflict has shown us Mm -hmm. is that that country isn't the powerhouse that everyone thought it was. Mm. Yeah. It's been held back by a much, much smaller force in a much, much smaller country. And let's be honest, I heard about the invasion and thought it was over. So they've proven me wrong. Yeah. Because you do, you think of the size of one to the other. Yeah. It, it To me, it would be the equivalent of you guys not being able to do Ukraine. Right. Or, you know, um, uh, like the Bahamas. Yeah. You know? It would be that sort of equivalent, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that they could outlast and outfight you would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Russia is still a superpower in everyone's head. So, to me, the idea of the Ukraine being able to outlast Russia was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But they've kind of proved us wrong on that. And I think think he'll get to a point where he can't have Russia not look strong enough to push the button. Especially as NATO continues to poke the bear, Mm. you know? 
they really are poking the bear as well. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're all about boundary testing with the bear, but they're, they're not know. being subtle, are they? Let's no, be honest. Mm-hmm. Here's a, here's the thing, you know, you might be a paper tiger, but you crawl into the cage with a paper tiger. You still get paper cut. <laughs> that's, yeah. true. So, that's true. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah. do I think he's got the will? Yes. But I think the minute he went down that road, someone would stop him. Yeah. Hopefully cooler heads and less, less maybe egotistical heads will prevail. And it might be the one time where committee saves us. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe. <clears throat> or at least saves Ukraine <laughs> from itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or saves Russia from itself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? If that happens and Russia started threatening other people, you look at NATO and how many people have got those armaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mushrooms pretty quickly. Yeah, it would be because all it would take was one a member of NATO, and everyone else would press the button back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I know we haven't got a huge arsenal, but ours is big enough. Mm-hmm. Yours is absolutely humongous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not overcompensating or anything. No. We're just, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, he can't take everyone out. Right. Without it coming back to hit him harder. Yeah, no one wins. That that whole no. mad thing, mutually assured destruction, really you know, it negates in a lot of ways the need for um nuclear disarmament because everybody knows because of nuclear proliferation you know mutually assured destruction keeps everybody from pressing the button you know mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. i mean and... what did i hear the other day i heard a weird thing that they think north korea is going to go after russia which oh okay I... I was sitting there going, yeah. didn't see that one coming. <laughs> and I was going, why? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, he's, and they said, well, if you think North Korea could make a huge land grab then, because Russia's looking all the way over there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's kind of been proven that Russia's not very good on the field at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. May we live in interesting times. We do. Could you imagine it? Russia's mad, you know. China's going back to gold, you know. The queen is dead. China wins in every scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, listen, that's on you guys, by the way, because you had them under control and then you just got up and left. You left Hong Kong. I know because it's in rush hour two. And. I j- <laughs> go take them back at them put them under control you know, you know those things that you look back and go why did we do the right thing <laughs> why every day every why, day why did, Adam why, why did we do that you know <laughs> what, what have we done <laughs> yeah what have we done Yeah. it's just like yeah. I, I, I buggered myself Yes, pretty much. We've we've let the place that could have powerhoused our economy mm-hmm. for the rest of time mm-hmm. and let them do it themselves. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. And let's face it, you wouldn't want to tangle with that beast. 
No, no, not both okay. of them. You know, I mean, the only thing that saves saves us is kind of the same thing that saves you guys in a lot of the uh, geography. You know, mm -hmm. we are just hard to get to. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> the New Atlantis is nestled quite nicely between two bodies of water. Yes, you know, and, and it's the same thing for England. You know, you guys are you got that channel. You know, and it the moat. <laughs> yeah, that's the right. moat. That's right. <laughs> the only problem is the drawbridge is permanent now. They've built the Euro Tunnel. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but they could bomb that. They could blow that up. I wouldn't be surprised if there's already that in place. If I'm yeah. honest, let's I'll be get, honest. I'll get some friends. We got some dynamite. Okay. We'll blow it up. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'll keep my eyes on the news. In <laughs> <laughs> my five knocks on my door. You know. I guess it'd be MI6, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We get paid a visit, you know. Be like, you said oh. you could help us with the little demolitions. <laughs> Come along. I'm sitting there like my American flag silkies with my Trump tank top and a cigarette. Like, yeah, let's go do it. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got some Simtech or no, I need to bring my own. Which, which one? You know, hang on. I'll let you bring the big boom booms. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good at the boom booms. Let's do it. You know, yeah. we're British. We're not allowed that sort of thing. <laughs> you gotta come out here. Maybe you ever get out here. We'll take you somewhere where you can enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. I have so many guns at him. I mean, he does. I He's did. Not just dog. They're all gone in a boating accident, but <laughs> in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> all right adam i know it's getting late buddy we went for two and a half hours this was awesome thank yeah, you man. thank you has so it been much that long? It ha I, right i know i'm the only reason i know is because i've had to pee for the past half hour oh. <laughs> okay mm. i'm actually doing pretty well this time I don't, yeah nick's normally eyeballs I'm the one floating yeah normally i'm the one that's like we gotta go we gotta go yeah I, I, I watch his knees bounce you know under under the table that's how I know. And I can see him start to get a little squirmy. Little I, well, I'm, I'm already fidgety. I'm fidgety. Like I know, a guys. nine year old in fidgety. church. Yeah. You but uh, but when, when he gets to the end of the stream and I really and I really have like old man bladder, you know, I'm like, I'm about. Yeah. My knees go up and down. The microphone's over here like shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I see him start crying yellow tears. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I see little I see little minnows swimming around. And I know, and I at first, you know, when when we first started doing this, I, I thought, and there needs to be some sort of code, some sort of signal, like some sort of wrap it up signal, or mm -hmm. you know, thumb the nose, the ear, whatever. But no, he would look at it, he would ignore it, and just smile and keep going. I'd make you know? it a game. What's try the point? And see yeah, how course. long I could keep him going. See if I get my brother to piss himself. <laughs> and I love him. That's a, and I like him. That's the thing. But I'm still his brother. You still got to mess with him. You know? Yeah. I mean, come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, where can people find you if they want to contact you about maybe being their narrator for the audiobook version of their latest novel? I'm on Instagram. Yep. As Adam narrates. I believe it's Adam narrates. I'm useless yeah. at this bit. That's all right. We're going to throw it up on the screen. See, there we go. See, this Nick's just so much more prepared than I am. No, I think same. So. Well, thank you. Yeah, Adam narrates. Uh, yep. 
hit me up on there or on ACX as Adam Burrell. Yeah. Two R's, two L's. Yep. That's right. Double R, double L, double barreled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Double barreled whiskey cask. And then your wife, uh, does she um, does she still do the resin stuff? Yes, she does. Where can people find that? Because those are That's amazing. Resin by Dreamer on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, resin by, is it underscore Dreamer? Resin underscore by underscore Dreamer. Yeah. And uh, Adam's wife, D makes amazing resin products. Uh, great promotional material. Great mm. dice boxes. Uh, die uh, if you're into D and D, just all sorts of really cool stuff, and that's just like the early stuff. She's gotten I checked in on it maybe about a month or two ago. I saw some pretty cool things that she's doing, and uh, she made some stuff for me. She made some stuff for Heavenly Realms, mm -hmm. and um, killer, killer stuff. You guys are both quite the little entrepreneurs. Machine now, what is it? Cry cup machine. What's a tri cup machine? What does that do? It you you can design things on the computer and then it'll cut it out in vinyl and oh, change oh, it. Neat. And then yeah. she puts that in resin. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Shannon wanted us to uh link it. Um I tell you what, Shannon, um you could definitely find it on uh, you can find uh D's account on Adam's Instagram and mine and probably Nick's as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe on the Goslings, um, but yeah, I'll I'll uh, see if I can't send you to it. She is awesome. Yeah, so yeah, it's cool stuff. <clears throat> she made us like a couple coasters. She made bookmarks. Yeah, just cool yeah. little like promotional mm -hmm. things. Yeah, uh, really cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yes. It's pretty funny. awesome. Uh, anything else you want to say before we call it a night, Adam? Just great to see you both, and thank you for having me. You too, buddy. It's great to see you, man. We love you. Thanks and for coming you on always again. So much fun. So we are honored. All right, buddy. Well, good night. It's probably almost morning there. Yeah. The sun is coming up. The it's demons past are one. fleeing. Past one. Uh -oh. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Adams. Right. Adams got a, a you know normal job now too that you know requires uh, requires a little bit of dexterity. So <laughs> you know new job going all right. Yes, I've got. I'm there for seven o'clock tomorrow morning. Oh, baby! Right. Uh, okay, right. before I go, I'll tell you one story Ooh, about yeah. a customer in my new job. Okay, cool. Lady drives up in her Porsche four by four. So nice car. Nice car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How much are the tires? They are. Seven hundred and fifty-five pounds per tire, madam. Oh. Well, why are they that much? They're, they're only to make it look pretty to stop the rims getting damaged. <laughs> uh. <coughs> You're not serious. Sorry. Well, well, they're only there to stop the rims getting scratched on the road. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy, indeed. Oh or as boy. we say in the South, bless her heart. <laughs> well, may the queen keep her had, crumpets. I had to do a full explanation on what tires do. So she is what you might call a repeat customer, mm. if you play it right. Mm. <laughs> yeah! Wow! Yeah. 
Wow. This kind of reminds me. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just, I just had to sit there and just, I was looking at her going, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have to look around to see if anybody else is privy to the conversation. <laughs> so you make sure that you're not either a being gaslit by a friend and pranked mm-hmm. or you're not like being, you know, or having a hallucination. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of when I worked in the gun shops. I had a guy come in first month, of the first gun shop I worked at and was like, I got this Smith and Wesson shield and I, It's just really hard to like load the the magazine you know and it's like oh well yeah it's a single stack you know and you have it in 40 so the spring is going to be pretty stiff and you know let me show you how i do it you know and then you show me how you do it and so he started showing me how he did it and he's loading the bullets in backwards oh my gosh like there you go oh my gosh yeah but the tires are just there to make it seem pretty so, <sighs> so you're not scratching up your ribs. <laughs> uh, so, you know. Thanks you. Thank you for that <clears throat> anecdote. It that, makes and it on a bright note. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> it makes you really appreciate your wife, doesn't it? Because you think about the nightmare that that husband has to live through every day. You know, <laughs> it's just a problem he throws money at. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? What am I talking about? This is a perfect woman. <laughs> yeah. Adam's deadpan stare says it all. But it's yeah. just. <laughs> now, I didn't witness this one. Yeah. I got told this one by my boss, but he he was visiting a center. And this, and this man, not a lady this time, man. Couldn't understand why his engine didn't work properly. And he'd got it to the center and there was smoke everywhere. And it, yeah, it wasn't pretty. And they said, took the top off the oil to find it overflowed. They'd filled it right up to the top with oil. Oh, boy. Wait, wait, wait. Right. Vegetable oil. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because yes. it was because it was cheaper than going and getting it from the car dealership. <laughs> awesome. Oh my goodness. Was it a gracious. Porsche too? It was a BMW M5. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. The bad <laughs> bit of that story is he phoned his wife who came and picked him up. Mm-hmm. Now, he was in jeans and t-shirt. She was in a suit. So definitely oh. the kept husband. I see. And she went, don't worry, love. Let's go get you a new car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm moving to England right now. Because <laughs> I didn't know that that was possible. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. An M5. That was less than a year old and it's dead. Wow. Jeez. What do you guys is uh, like before we let you go, like what do you guys do with that vehicle? Do they just abandon it? Do they does a dealership come and take it back? Like what happens? We scrapped it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a new BMW M5. Just needs a new I motor. Wish. 
<laughs> I wish. Uh, the insurance company got involved and yeah. it got made into a cube. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, I cannot wait to have you back on to tell us more mechanic stories. I know. I, I, I write them down when I get the good ones now. Oh my gosh. Nice. I thought we had hit the jackpot with the exorcism stories and uh and the ufo stories but uh we might have turned over a new petal of the mm. onion here <laughs> <laughs> don't worry i'll be writing them down fantastic <laughs> i love it fantastic. i'll send you pictures if they're really bad <laughs> oh please yes yes uh. i think <laughs> you could have a whole instagram channel of just goofy manic oh. shop stories mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah, Grease Monkey Hell. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Writing it down. Write that down. Trademark. <laughs> 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 Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adam Burl, narrator extraordinaire, our dear friend, first of the honorary goslings. Uh, great and dear friend. Always good to see you. We're going to let you and get you. some sleep. Thank you. No, thank you. You bet. See you <laughs> later, bud. See you later. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We would love it if you tell your friends about the show. Maybe leave us a good review. And also consider becoming an honorary Gosling. An official exclusive membership to the Gosling gets you exclusive access to interviews and conversations that we can't have on YouTube. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and excerpts and writing. Uh, also, and check this out, you get to participate in a live monthly Discord chat with us. Uh, we do this once a month now. Um, all this plus more if you join our community on Patreon for just $5 a month. I mean, that's nothing. $5 a month, it's a cup of coffee. So go to patreon.com forward slash the goslings and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and strike down the darkness.